0: Even though there's not a, uh, a room full of people here, uh, it is amazing to see uh, God at work, just even in this room, and uh, man, just pretty powerful stuff. Uh, and, and I want to say thank you, I want to say thank you to all the folks that have helped make this morning happen, uh, all these guys that you're used to seeing up here, and there's so many other people behind the scenes uh, that work uh, in our tech crew, uh, our tech team, and uh, we're so very thankful for them, uh, and all they do all the time, they're constantly Uh, at work doing stuff, trying to make things uh, uh, amazing and awesome uh, so that we can worship together and uh, so that we can do that today. Um, Brought my computer along with me today. I figured that uh, uh, I would attempt to see uh, a little bit of the live feed and uh, maybe even uh, catch a little bit of uh, comments and that kind of thing. I don't usually do that, but uh, I figured since uh, we're all together on the live feed today anyway, uh, why not? Let's give it a shot, right? So, what's what is there to lose, other than uh, some of you uh, acting crazy and wanting to send me comments that I probably won't really see anyway? But uh, you know, we'll give it a shot nonetheless. Uh, this is uh, uh, this has been uh, a, kind of a crazy last few weeks. Uh, even even you know, let's say you're you may be watching from out of the area or listening from out of the area. Uh, you know, just just so you know, there's been a lot going on in the life of our church and our community. Um, I'll, kind of, I'll kind of go back just a little bit just to kind of uh, refresh in case uh, uh, you don't know or you maybe forgot already just how crazy things have been. Uh, we had a retreat uh, several weeks ago now, uh, two Sundays ago that weekend, uh, leading up through that weekend. And then that Sunday we had a retreat with uh, Gary Morgan, a friend of ours, pastor friend of ours that came uh, and spoke to us and shared with us uh, about uh, the thought of uh, community. Uh, and being in community with one another, uh, and helping one another, and that kind of thing, and uh, through uh, scripture and, and just loving on each other, and being there uh, for one another, and being family for one another, and uh, and I'll just be honest with you, I, I have uh, just even uh, last weekend, uh, la- the last couple weeks, even even that weekend, uh, coming out of that weekend, uh, I heard I heard a lot of people have been hearing lots of people talk about. Uh, that they're going to start new groups that they're excited that they've already talked to a, a friend or a couple of friends or a few people and that they're uh, going to start joining together uh, in scripture and, and seeking the Lord together and praying together for one another and, and that's just uh, I just can't tell you how, how much that thrills my heart uh, and so uh, that's that's kind of going on in the background in the life of our church right now which is pretty awesome uh, and, and I just want to encourage you if, if you're if you're one of those people where you've been thinking about that please don't don't let anything that's going on. Uh, if you can, stop you from doing that. Um, and and even, even if you don't want to get out or something, I mean, you know, with technology, we can do these things uh, just like we're doing them now. And so I, I just encourage you, reach out. Uh, reach out if you don't have somebody to do that with. You know, if, if, you've, if you're wanting to do that, uh, but you, you, don't, you don't know who to do that with, then reach out. We have, we have pages. We actually have a, a page for uh, the ladies of our church. We have a page for the guys of our church uh, that uh, a lot of people are on. Uh, you can you can easily reach out there and say, "Hey, I'm interested in this." You know, if you uh, if you're interested in jumping in one of these with me and, and meeting once a week, you know, for an hour or two or whatever it is, uh, would love to do that. Uh, then then don't don't hesitate to do that. But uh, reach out and let me just encourage in this. Don't don't do this alone. Don't don't do life alone. You know, stay uh, stay with one another. Uh, be with one another. Uh, find ways to get together and seek the Lord together. Um, and I know it's kind of crazy on a day like today uh, when we're not gathering together uh, as the church in person, uh, but uh, we're gathering together nonetheless online, and I, I'm, that's, I'm, I think that's awesome. Honestly, I'll, just be, I'll be honest with you, I've already been watching through a little bit of Facebook this morning, and just to see all of the churches that are, that are posting up, and all the people that are posting up because they're not, maybe their church isn't also meeting this morning, whatever, uh, you know, it's just, it's just awesome to see uh, the gospel going out in so many different ways, uh, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe churches across the board will crash Facebook Live today. I don't know, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty awesome to think about that. So we had the retreat a couple weeks ago, and then last week, uh, we well uh, back back up about a week and a half ago, uh, we had a tornado come through Nashville. And of course, if you're in this area, then you know that. And if not, you may have heard about it on national news. Uh, and and it's a pretty serious deal, and and it's left a lot of folks put a lot of folks. Uh, In different types of predicaments that we've been trying to help with, and so last Sunday uh, we kind of switched gears and we did something that wasn't scheduled at all. We we did an impromptu serve Sunday, Uh, and and I just got to tell you, man, I I just it it, this is such a special uh, body of believers that that we basically had people begging, can we you know make this happen? Can we go? Can we do? Can we help these folks? Can we can we go and be Jesus to these people uh, that are in need right now and and yeah we did and, and it was just it was just amazing over 200 I think around 230 folks or so uh, went out uh, last Saturday uh, last Sunday morning excuse me uh, to uh, the areas of North Nashville and to uh, the area of Donaldson uh, splitting up into multiple teams some teams giving out food in those areas some teams, uh, doing uh, manual labor to remove trees and things uh, in those areas. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everyone uh, that was involved with that. We had so many people that stepped up uh, just even to help lead. Some of them got, uh, as, I, as I heard somebody say it, voluntold uh, that they were going to lead in some areas through that. Uh, and uh, and that was awesome uh, because there wasn't anybody that we didn't ask to, hey, can you help step up to this, that didn't, you know. And so... Uh, everybody did a fantastic job, and I've heard a lot of folks share uh, about what a great day that was. So, just want to say thank you, thank you to uh, New Season Church, uh, Dwayne Lewis, and Grace Story Church, uh, Ryan Coatney also for allowing us to partner with their churches uh, in the areas that their churches are in, uh, and try to help point people uh, to those churches uh, in those areas. So, uh, pretty pretty awesome stuff. Uh, and so, so that's been the last two weeks. So. There's been nothing normal about the last two weeks, and then we got this week. And I, I don't even know what you call this week. I saw someone, I saw someone post that uh, uh, looks like Stephen King is writing uh, the script for uh, 2020 or something. So, uh, you know, I, it, it kind of seems that way. I, I don't know. It's nuts. You know, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, even for us as a church, I, and, and for me as a pastor and a leader, Uh, Honestly, I didn't know what to, you know, still don't really know what to make of a lot of it, uh, other than I do know that it's seriously, uh, you know, causing uh, death and and other sickness and things in in many parts of the world. Uh, I've got a friend who actually did a class with, uh, who's a counselor. Uh, We just did a class like three or four weeks ago uh, with the fire department and the different things. But anyway, uh, they, they're on the West Coast. They had flown into Nashville to be a part of this class. That's where we met. Uh, they checked on us last week because of the tornado, and in the midst of that, began to share uh, that they have been working with a facility there that's lost nine people to this. And so I don't, I don't take lightly what's going on. Uh, at the same time, I, I want to be super clear, uh, I'm not scared. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I don't think that we're in a situation where, uh, you know, fear is something uh, that we, you know, need to allow to be, you know, part of, you know, our regular life or whatever because of what's going on. I truly believe with all my heart uh, that God is so sovereign over all things, including this. Um, and so, and many people probably say, well, you know, why, why'd you guys not gather then? You know, why, why not? Well, here, here's what I know. I know that I don't know enough about this thing to make a hard call that we would gather hundreds of people together when there could be uh, an issue that because we chose to do that, that might hurt somebody, that is somebody that we're, that we're trying to minister to to begin with. I mean, especially, especially, and here's where my thought process uh, eventually went to uh, the more I got to thinking about it, uh, especially some of our older folks uh, or some of the family members of some of our people uh, to to have thought that everybody else in you know larger groups mostly around us in our area said you know hey we are we're gonna we're gonna take a, we're gonna take a break here for a minute uh, that's what's maybe best for this uh, for for me to think through that uh, that was that was the that was the. That was the nail in it that just said to me, "Man, we got, we can't, we, we can't, we can't meet together. We don't need to do that. It's just irresponsible, uh, especially in this day and age when we have uh, this kind of technology that we do uh, to be able to do this. Uh, I, I just, I think that it just, it just makes sense uh, that uh, that we we do this. Uh, and and you know what? And, and we, you know, Ben made mention of it earlier. It may cost us a little bit. You know, we may not, uh, our offerings may not be as good as as what we need them to be or whatever. But you know what? Here's the deal. Offerings have never been for twenty four about like let's take care of twenty four. The Lord takes care of twenty four, and and our offerings are just an act of worship for us. So uh, you know that's between everyone and the Lord anyway. Whether we're sitting here or we're sitting at home or we're listening in the car or whatever it may be. Uh, so I, I just challenge you in that follow the Lord. Follow the Lord in that. Don't don't give out of guilt. Don't give out of anything but joy. Uh, and 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 being excited and praying over like God take this and use it for your kingdom, uh, and so yeah, like like Ben said, everything continues on. Uh, if you if you haven't seen uh, what's going on with uh, the building here, the addition, uh, that thing is looking awesome. We've got walls. Uh, you can walk through it. You can kind of see uh, where all the rooms are, and and it's just cool. Uh, I mean, just after years and years of praying and thinking about. Uh, what uh, and seeking the Lord about what in the world we're supposed to do with all that, uh, to see that to begin to take shape, uh, such an awesome, awesome thing. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited uh, about that. Uh, let me make mention of one more thing, and then I want to pray. I want to pray uh, for uh, us as a people, pray for our church. we want to pray for um, all the folks that are being affected by uh, the virus and all that kind of stuff. But uh, to, to piggyback into that, to, to segue into that, uh, I, I want to make mention that we, uh, we were asked by this local school board here uh, if we would be a location where people could come and get food. Uh, you know, you, they called, and the good thing is they called Gina Newton, who, who heads up our food pantry and all that stuff. Uh, ask, ask Gina sometime how she feels about giving out food to people that need food, families that need food, kids that need food, any of that. She, she's like a, a rabid dog. Uh, when it comes to wanting to minister to people in that way that is so so huge on her heart and in the hearts of so many other people in our church uh, and so anyway I mean they they made the right call I didn't even know we were doing it I hadn't even seen anything about it and it gets and it gets publicized and I had another local pastor who contacted me and said hey our our church wants to help with the food pantry and I was like Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but you should call Gina. <laughs> and so I gave out her number, and uh, and they connected. But uh, anyway, I, I, all that just to say, uh, that's going to be happening this Wednesday uh, from 8 to 11 uh, here at our building. And the way that's actually going to work is uh, because we are we are going to be shutting down uh, any activity that happens in our building uh, until we just feel like this is, you know, past or whatever. Just, again, just trying to play things smart. Um and so um, anyway, that's going to be happening uh, this Wednesday morning and I believe for the next two Wednesdays uh, while our local school system is actually out of school. And, and a large part of that is because we've got a lot of kids in our community that they eat because they go to school. And so uh, the school system recognizes this. I'm so proud of them that they would think to reach out and say, hey, we need to have some locations where people could go and get food. What can that be? I'm, I'm, I love that they would call us to be a part of that uh, and so thankful for that. Uh, and so we'll be giving away food. And the way that'll work is that people will come up uh, and to just to even keep people out of the building, so to speak, uh, during these times. Uh, we've, got, we've got a handful of people who've already volunteered, uh, at least for this week. You can talk to her about weeks ahead. Uh, but that will be here to literally take food out to them. They're going to go out, check on say, how many people do you have? What do you need? Uh, then come in, get their food together, and take it out to them so they don't even have to leave their car. Uh, so uh, pretty pretty awesome stuff. But anyway, I, I want to pray I want to pray over all this stuff. I want to pray that God would use that. Uh, and in doing so, I want, to, I, want to, I want to read this verse just because it, it I, And I've seen other people sharing this verse. But uh, it felt appropriate to share it today uh, out of 2 Timothy. Uh, in 2 Timothy, this verse, and then we'll, we'll pray, uh, says in, in, in chapter 2. And it's talking about, specifically Paul is talking uh, to Timothy about not being afraid of sharing the gospel. And, and that being said, you know, I'm not trying to take this out of context, but I think that, I think that it's still applicable here, uh, that Paul is saying that the things that we do for the Lord, that we should just do them and go for it and trust in Him solely that He is sovereign over all things. Uh, and it's this, it's 2 Timothy 2.7, and it says this, it says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. I'll read that again. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And so uh, this morning, even as we pray and as as we meet like this together, we're not doing so because of fear. We're doing so because we're trying to be responsible uh, and because we don't really know what we're dealing with. Uh, But, you know, here's an opportunity for us right now to pray. And so we're going to pray right now. Uh, and there's churches all over all over the place today praying uh, that God would intervene in this situation that He would uh, contain and work and move and and, and, and I want to pray I want to pray that God would do those things today. Uh, and so, if you don't mind, let's let's just pray together right now. Let's let's pray. God, we come to you today, and we we do ask that you would intervene. We ask that you would protect the people that need your protection. Uh. Lord, I know, I know of even situations, Lord, where people uh, think that they have probably been exposed to uh, this virus and things. God, I, I just I lift up those families to you right now all over the place. Some of them with children, adults, uh, elderly. God, just have your hand on them uh, and, and be with them and guide them through these moments, Lord. May they trust in you. God, may we trust in you wholeheartedly without any fear. Uh, Lord, to know that you are in control over all things. God, I, I pray for uh, the leaders uh, of our country and of other countries, uh, of the, for the doctors and the people, uh, the scientists, the people that are trying to figure this out. God, I pray, Lord, that you would move in that, you would work in that. Um, God, I-, I pray, Lord, that you would work, Lord, in mighty ways through the fact that uh, churches are not maybe meeting together, many are not meeting together this morning to gather in person but, God, that they're doing what we're doing right now. Lord, I pray that you'd use that in a special way for your kingdom. God, you can do that. And I I believe that you are going to do that. I believe that there's someone that's going to hear even this message this morning. Uh, Lord, because of what's going on, God, you're going to be glorified in the the midst of this crazy uh, whatever this is going on. And, God, we trust in you for that. God, we pray that you would make yourself known. And I pray, Lord, that uh, people that have never trusted in you, uh, Lord, that today would might be the day, Lord, that you would save them, uh, that you would that you would redeem them, that you would make them new, uh, that you would bring them to life. God, just uh, what an awesome opportunity! God, I, I pray uh, for missionaries that are around the world and all kinds of different situations. God, have your hands on them. Uh, church planters that we help support, uh, all of all of these folks, Lord, that are in different in different neighborhoods, dealing with different people groups. God, have your hand on them, Lord, as they love and care uh, for others. God, use them uh, for your glory. God, just work them. God, I also, Lord, want to lift up, uh, Lord, our community, Lord, after what has just happened with so many people being affected uh, by the tornado. God, I pray that we would continue uh, to minister to many of those people, continue to lead us in what that looks like. Uh, God, provide as you have done so amazingly so. Uh, in the last couple of weeks through uh, all of that tragedy. God, just continue to work and move and have your hand on all of those folks. God, uh, Lord, again, lead us in what it looks like to serve uh, those folks, to serve our community this week. Lord, use us uh, for folks that maybe need food. Uh, God, that they would know that they can come here for that. Uh, God, just, uh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity we have to come to you to ask these things. Uh, Lord, we do so uh, in your son's name. Amen. So, uh, today, uh, we are going to jump back into Colossians. And uh, uh, this, is, uh, this has been a study that we've been doing now for uh, a good little bit. Uh, and I'm excited about continuing uh, to get to do that. Um, I'm going to fight this music stand a little bit this morning. I'm trying to stay still today a little bit, uh, maybe to help with the live feed. Uh, I generally am pacing back and forth like a, a crazy person. And uh, I'm very aware of that. Many people ask me, why do you do that? And I say, I don't know, I just do it. Uh, so it's, it's what I do. Uh, it's what I was doing while I was worshiping even uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I just, I'm a pacer. I'll pace on the phone the whole bit. Maybe you're, maybe you're one of those people out there, uh, and uh, you know, if so, then uh, I, feel, I feel you. And don't let people make fun of you if they do. Uh, it's just because they feel bad about themselves. So just remember that, okay? Uh, that's important always. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I want to share in this passage today, we're actually going to study three verses. Three verses today uh, out of Colossians chapter 2. Uh, and if you've got your Bible, I would recommend getting that out today. Uh, three verses verses out of Colossians 2. And, and honestly, they're very simple, but they offer a lot for us to be encouraged in today. Uh, it is it is a great reminder of the gospel today uh, and if you don't know what the gospel is man that's that's the good news of what God did in sending his son jesus uh, to to take our place for the death that we deserve uh, that we might know him, be saved, be forgiven, given life uh, all all these things and and man, the greatest news that that I ever Really begin to truly understand was that was the gospel, and so uh, this morning, uh, if you if you've never heard that before, God, I I, I pray that God would work uh, in your heart and uh, and help you to understand that even more. Just as we talk uh, through this passage today, of course, we've been we've been going through uh, the Book of Colossians now for uh, uh, a few months or whatever, and uh, and, and this passage here uh, is is part of this bigger picture of Paul. Um, this guy who was writing a letter to this church at a place called Colossae to make sure that they had an understanding of who Jesus is and that He is the one to follow. And so they were they were a little confused and trying to understand. And they had they had a lot of talking heads around them. You know how that goes. You know you ever been in a situation where you got a lot of talking heads? You got a bunch of people that are trying to speak into what's going on and. Uh, and, and and usually when that's going on, there's a lot of those people that don't need to be speaking into what's going on. Well, Paul Paul was coming uh, with truth. He was coming to, to try to, to uh, help them make sure that they didn't stray uh, or get caught up in something else that was being taught that was wrong and uh, all that stuff. And so that that's this passage. It's part of this passage today uh, is that, is this understanding that they would know who Jesus was and what God was doing in sending him for us. And so... Um, you know, a big part of this passage today that we see uh, is that God is, uh, is working through Christ, has worked through Christ uh, to not just save people, to bring them to life. And, and so today, part of, part of this is, is understanding what that really means. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, becoming a Christian is just about, uh, you know, getting the, uh, I say this a lot, getting the fire insurance to not go to hell, uh, you know, that when they're dead, you know, it's all about that. It's not really all about that, to be honest with you. It's, it's about having a relationship with God. It's about uh, the opportunity to be made new, uh, to, to, to find life, uh, to recognize that we uh, are dead in our trespasses, as the Scripture says. We're going to read that in just a minute. Um, that we're dead in our sin, that we need, we need Jesus to help us to overcome sin. Uh, and that in that, our life is changed. And that we don't do things like what we've been doing for the last couple weeks. We don't have retreats. We don't go and serve people just to make ourselves feel better. We do that stuff because of what God has done for us. And we are excited about other people getting to know that about Him. And so this morning, uh, this passage is a, is a great passage. Um, you know, Leading into this passage uh, and thinking about uh, new life, you know, one of the things that I love so very much uh, is to find old things. I, I grew up with my parents collecting antiques, um, and, and they've, so they've always had kind of old things or whatever, and, and I, I would get drugged to antique stores and stuff on Sunday afternoons. I remember that so vividly as a kid. And, uh, and as I was doing, as we were doing that, you know, I would always be looking at uh, the stuff that's actually very popular now, the pop culture stuff. Dad, Dad says, now I should have always listened to you, son. Uh, as the antique furniture is not really as in as it used to be. And now the stuff that I loved, whatever, the old toys and the old uh, car, automobile, automobilia, as we call it uh, in in that hobby, uh, you know, is so very popular and, and and some of it worth a lot of money or whatever. Um, anyway, uh, I, I love the old stuff. I love old stuff. And so I grew up love, loving old cars, and many people know that about me. Uh, and then even with that, with old cars, one of the things that I've always loved is like finding Finding old cars that are, you know, just, you know, old junkers or whatever, sitting in the field, hiding in a barn, you know, uh, been, haven't seen daylight in, in, you know, decades or whatever. To, just, to, just to be able to find that stuff. So neat, so amazing to get to see that kind of stuff. And, and, and one, you know, one of the things that I've always loved about that and loved, loved about finding that stuff is when you see that stuff is the thought that when you, when you find those things, that, uh, you know, the, the idea that they could be brought back to life. You know, it, it's the idea of that old thing having some kind of new life. In fact, uh, years ago I had an old 67 uh, Ford Fairlane uh, that was a running driving car uh, had low mileage, I was like the third owner, and I couldn't even knew who the other owners were, uh, it was a local car, it had been right here around this area for all its life, and, uh, and this thing had like, I think 80,000 miles or something on it, it, it I, I drive it. it, had a great time with it had a set of racing wheels that we put on it, uh, but, but the truth is, is, like the outside of the car, and even the interior of the car, was what you would expect for an old car that got driven, and then left outside, and a bunch of that kind of stuff, so it was a little rusty and the paint was pretty faded and all that kind of stuff. But I got to tell you, when I would drive that car into, let's say, like a car show, which I did many times, when I would drive that car into a car show, people would go nuts over that car. I mean, there, there'd, be, there'd be there'd be show cars all around me with perfect paint jobs and all this, you know, amazing stuff. And, and here I'd come rumbling in in this old fair lane and people would just lose it over this thing. I mean, like, I, I remember... Uh, once at a local show, like, driving in and literally a crowd coming in around the car where I could not drive for it. I had to, like, stop for a while. And then finally, like, some of the show organizers, like, made people move uh, because it was keeping other people from driving through and that kind of thing. And, 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 and I really believe that the reason being that for especially people uh, that love old cars and are in that hobby is because of that, like, getting to see something like that and the thought of what could you make it. Like, what could it be? And, and, and it's amazing to think that God, God doesn't even see it like that for us when He sees us coming to true life, to real life, to new life, uh, is that He actually sees not what we could be, but what He created us to be. Which is this amazing thought that's out there that, that, that God has a purpose for us and had a purpose for us even before we were born. And so, uh, this morning as we jump into this, I, I think that's worth worth mentioning. Let, let's look at this. Uh, Colossians 2, verse 13. Colossians 2, verse 13. It says this. It says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, and He set aside, at this, He set aside, nailing it to the cross. And in verse 15, let's go ahead and read this. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Such a great passage. Um, I want to go back. Let's look at verse 13. I want to go back. Let me read verse 13 to you again. And we're going to break this down and kind of walk through it a little bit. Verse 13 says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. So, so he says, and you, and, and of course Paul's writing this to the church at Colossae, but this can be, this can be spoken easily to anybody, anybody that's reading this. And you, so, so me... And you, you listening to this, watching this right now, uh, and you, me, you, were dead, dead in our trespasses. We are dead in our trespasses. Now, what? So, what, what is that? What's that even talking about? That that's, let's go ahead and kind of cut to the point. It's talking about our sin. It's talking about uh, where we've missed it uh, in in meeting uh, the qualifications uh, to be good enough, and and so. Um, to take this back to the Old Testament, you talk about the law. You know, we, we could not keep the law. In fact, it says uh, in, in, the next, in the next little piece of that verse right there, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. See, that, that's, this, that's this going back, and we talked about this several weeks ago, about this whole, like, uncircumcision deal and all this stuff, and, like, people trying to, you know, to meet the requirements of the law. The truth is, is we can't meet the requirements of the law. Uh, but Jesus did. Jesus could, and Jesus did. And Jesus did so on our behalf. That's what makes Jesus the only one who could be the sacrifice for our sin. And and so what God did in sending him was was making up the difference, doing what we couldn't do for ourselves, and, and saying, you were dead in your trespasses in the uncircumcision of your flesh. And then it says this, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all, out, us all our trespasses, all our sins, and so you know this understanding that Jesus came and that Jesus did this, that Jesus has come, and in Jesus God has made us alive. You see, you see the wording there. Note, notice what notice what Paul is doing with the wording there. They were dead in our trespasses, and God made alive together with Him. We weren't just made alive; we were made alive. With him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, this is this is so huge for us, and this is and, and hopefully, I, you know, here's here's my prayer about this message today. Obviously, I would love anybody that's never understood uh, the sacrifice that Jesus made was to save them. And, and to give them life and all that and, and you know but but I believe that there's a lot of Christians out there that somewhere along the way they became a Christian because of the whole fire insurance thing that I mentioned earlier and it's all about like you know what happens to you after you die i mean it, you know yes unbelievable that we can have eternal life john 3:16 type stuff i mean that's that's amazing stuff but the truth is, is that's a piece of this that's a piece of what god has done for us uh, god has God has made us alive together with Him from being where we were dead in our trespasses. We've gone from death to life. Who else, where else do we see that? Jesus. Jesus. We see that in Jesus. We, we, our sin, died the death with Jesus and was raised to life with Him as well In the sacrifice that he made for us, we find life, not just eternal life. I'm talking about life right now. That's why last weekend we had a whole bunch of people who gathered together and want to go serve together and go love on other people that they might have hope and know that Jesus loves them. That's that's why you saw chainsaws running. That's why we saw skid steers pulling up stumps, all this crazy stuff. Uh, that was amazing. Going on all this food that was being given out was that people would understand that God has changed our lives. We've been brought to life. We've gone from being dead in our trespasses to being brought to life. And, and it's not like God was just like, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make them alive right now. And then yep, go on, you know, yep, go away. No, no. What's it say? It says that God made alive together with him, God made alive together with Him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. God has given us life. Why? Why? Why would He give us life? He, I think back to uh, you know, this is uh, be kind of a funny thing. I think I think back to like the old monster movies, you know, like Frankenstein or whatever, you know. And and when they bring in Frankenstein back, you know, bringing Frankenstein to life, you know. Uh, the creator of Frankenstein, which I don't think he had much of like a purpose for Frankenstein necessarily. I don't, I don't remember a whole lot about those movies. But, you know, I remember, you know, I remember the thought of like, you know, oh, it's alive, you know. The thought that, that God would do something for us and have a purpose for us to bring us to life, to not just live but fulfill that purpose is huge. And many people say, well, I don't know what that purpose is. I don't know what that purpose is for my life. I'll just tell you in, in, in quick here, I mean, according to Scripture, that purpose is that we would glorify God with our lives. Put it more simply, that other people would know Jesus because they know us. That they would see God in us. That they would see Him and His creation in us, working through us. That they would see that new life, that new hope. All of those things, I mean, just, just amazing to think, uh, that God has, has orchestrated all of this you know, along the way. Uh, we, we couldn't live up to the law. We just couldn't do it. We couldn't live up to the law. Jesus was the only one that could. He lived the perfect life and made Him the perfect sacrifice. He died uh, that death for our sin that we might be forgiven of our sin, of our trespasses, that we might be made alive. Made alive. I'll tell you another, another movie. Uh, that's an '80s favorite of mine uh, that I, I grew up on, and, and many of you maybe remember this: uh, "Short Circuit." Remember "Short Circuit"? Rock on with the "Short Circuit." I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the rock, I'm getting the rock on from the booth from some people in "Short Circuit." Uh, you know, so "Short Circuit," uh, which by the way, Disney completely ripped "Short Circuit." Uh, with wall I I, I, can't, I can't even bring myself to watch all of Wally. i I'm sure it's like a great movie or something, but there's, it's just something about it where it's like, I know you guys just ripped this straight from Johnny Five. Johnny Five was this robot that was brought to life. It's the 80s, right, okay? I mean, awesome things happened in movies in the 80s, and as kids, we did not question those things. We just enjoyed them, and it was amazing, right? Should, should be able to do that now, right? Uh, and so but yeah it's a robot that came to life and you know all this stuff and so the movies you know uh, you know all this like trying to protect this robot from the evil people that want to get it and all this kind of stuff uh, and you know and at one point you know he gets beat up and messed up and he's and then he's dead and then later in the movie you know uh, he, he comes back to life and and you know and the, and the whole you know thing in the movie is like Johnny Five is alive you know kind of thing and so uh, you know but the truth is, it's like God has made us alive for purpose of glorifying him. So it says, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. I want to keep reading uh, down into verse 14. It says, by canceling, so we got this word by, right? So, so this is a continuation of what we were just reading. Having forgiven us all of our trespasses, verse 13, by Canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. I mean, what 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 an amazing verse. So, you know, going back, God made alive together with him, God made us alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, all our sin, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. Cancelling. Cancelling. We know, we know something about cancelling right now, right? You know, a lot of things being cancelled right now. I'm seeing tours being cancelled, right? All, all kinds of stuff being cancelled. We know all about the cancelling. Uh, he, he says that by cancelling, he did this by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us The record of death that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. By canceling this record of death that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. God did something for us here that is absolutely unbelievable. Let me put it to you like this: How would you feel if tomorrow morning you woke up and your bank called you, and you know, bank doesn't usually call you, but you know, let's say you've got a banker or whatever, and they call you, and uh, and they say, uh, Mister Mister Miss So and So, I've got some news for you today, and you're kind of like, Oh, okay, great. You know, we probably we're probably overdrawn again. You know. Here come those fees, you know, can you please do the fees, you know, yeah, if you begged before, you know what that's like, Uh, you know, but they say, no, 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 it's not that, it's not that, you're not overdrawn. As a matter of fact, we're calling to let you know something today, we're calling to let you know that the debt that you have that stands against you, as of today, we're canceling that debt. We're canceling it. That debt is gone. I mean, I don't know about you. I'd drop the phone. I'd probably do a dance. I might scream a little bit. I might, I don't know. I don't know what I might do. I might Might think about trying to go buy something. <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you're like me. sometimes it's kind of where your mind goes, you know. Uh, but But just to think about just how amazing that would be. Even more amazing. Even more amazing than the thought that all of our financial debts could go away in a heartbeat just like that, is the thought that, that all of our sin that all of our trespasses, all the things that, we ever, that we've ever done wrong, that we could be forgiven of that stuff, I mean literally just in a moment, just like that. That God could cancel that on our behalf. That He could cancel the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. You see, God is a just God. But yet He loves us and cares for us. So much so that He sent Jesus for us. How do we know it's Jesus? How do we know that He did it through Jesus? Because it says right here, it goes on against us with its legal demands. This He set aside, nailing it to the cross. So He he set aside our sin the death that was owed, which Scripture tells us is death, okay? Scripture tells us, we understand, that that, that our sin deserves death, okay? God loves us so much He doesn't, he doesn't want that for us and, and, and has made a way, despite that it's our sin, has made a way for us to have that literally canceled, taken away, this, this record of debt that stands against us and its legal demands. So all of the law that, you know, all these people have been trying to keep and doing all this stuff for all these years, you know, we see that through the old testament. And and, and they're not able to do it, they're not able to keep it, and they constantly it's constantly got this caught, got them caught up in these, you know, crazy sin deals and all this stuff. And and then that God would take that, not just cancel it, but set it aside, take all of that, set it aside, and then literally nail it to the cross. That it would die with the death of Jesus. And that in his death, we might find life. Remember that? Dead in your trespasses, made alive together with him. Made alive. What two words, what two words could be better for us to hear than made alive? Made alive. God canceled our debt, took it, nailed it to the cross. Christ takes our sins and we take His righteousness. Christ takes our sin and we take His righteousness. That in the eyes of the Father, that when the Father, God the Father sees us, He sees Christ, He sees the perfection of Jesus instead of seeing our sinful selves. Do we still sin sometimes? Yeah, absolutely we still sin sometimes. But the truth is that in the eyes of the Father, we've been made saints. Christ takes our sin, and we take His righteousness. Luther calls this the wondrous exchange. The wondrous exchange. Why? (laughs) Because we don't deserve it. I mean, think, think about that deal. I mean, think about that deal. Think about... The idea, the wondrous exchange that that we we don't deserve what Christ has done for us. Christ takes our sin. We take His righteousness. Verse 15. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Let's read that again, verse 15. He, talking about Jesus, disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. What? Who? Authorities. What's it talking about? What, what, what is this? What, what, what kind of, you know, what, what's this referring to? That's just a great question. And there's a lot of talk about what this, what Paul is really intending this verse to mean, Um, you know. And 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 you can go through, yeah, definitely that there are probably governing authorities, you know, that that maybe this is referring to. Uh, And and, but I'll 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 tell you, I'll tell you the one that I think that matters the most. I mean, because you know, easily we could take this verse and go, yeah, nobody's coming against me. Jesus is for me, and all that stuff. We got scripture for that too, you know, like like we needed another one, you know. But hey, we'll take it, right? Uh, But, you know, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Where do we see Jesus triumphing over a person? Well, if you look through the whole of Scripture and you look at this in a systematic approach, you see that uh, in the whole uh, fall of man. We see that. We see that from the very beginning. We see that in Genesis. We see that Jesus triumphs over who? Satan. Jesus... Disarms Satan. I say, Chris, how do, how do how, you know where do you get that from? Well, I, I'll just be honest with you. I mean, I think I think that looking at all of Scripture, I think if any anywhere we see uh, Jesus triumphing over a person and and disarming a person or people, it, it really it really almost always comes back to Satan. It always comes back. And you could say, oh well, it, you know, it's talking about maybe people that are doing. Uh, the work of the devil, or whatever. I, yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, I think that can fall under this. I think that's fine. But I think to, to take this with the whole of Scripture, uh, and to be honest with you, Piper, huge help on this. In fact, an article that I would love to share, and I'll try to do that uh, later today on uh, on the wall of the page. Uh, you know, is is he talks about this and 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 really kind of helped me to get a better understanding of of it. Even if you think about, you know, who why why would Satan need to be disarmed? Well. You know, 1 Peter 5.8, you know, we have an understanding that he's, you know, that Satan prowls like a roaring lion and all this kind of stuff. You know, that Satan Satan's still, you know, moving about and all that kind of stuff. No, he's not been cast to hell yet and all that. That, you know, Revelation, I think, 20, you know, talks about that that time's coming, right? That's going to happen. But, you know, for the moment, you know, he's prowling around doing his thing. And he's trying to, you know, get in. We have talked last few weeks, you know, Satan has no control uh, over a believer, you know, someone that's trusted in Jesus. Uh, I really believe that with all my heart. Uh, can he influence? Yes, he can tempt and all of those things. But at the end of the day, uh, other than wanting us to believe lies, like, oh, well, you'll never overcome that sin and things like that, uh, an understanding of the, that we've been made free. We've been made free from sin through the death of Jesus and, and the resurrection of Jesus. But not only that, we've been, we've been made alive in him. We've been made alive in him, which obviously we're studying that right here in this passage today. So, along with that, to understand and see that Jesus disarms Satan, and if you think about it, you know, what do you, you go? Well, what did, you know, what did he disarm Satan of? Think about it. What did he disarm him of? He disarmed him of our sin. He disarmed. Jesus disarmed Satan of our sin. We no longer have that for him to use against us. Now again, he, he wants us to believe differently than that. He wants us, he wants us to believe, oh, I'll never overcome you know, these sins or whatever it may be. But the truth is, is that Jesus has done a work that, that we couldn't do for ourselves. And in this work, what he has done in not only forgiving us of our sin, freeing us from our sin, making us alive and no longer dead in our trespasses. You see that we're dead in our trespasses. That's a, you know, Satan can use it against us kind of thing to this where God has worked through Jesus to make us free. No longer can Satan use that against us. He's been disarmed. Our sin is gone. Right? And in fact. I I have to read this passage for you, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says this, it says, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and what? Death. Read that again. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law but according to the Spirit. According to the Spirit. We no longer walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We've been made alive. What did it say? It says in that verse, verse 15, back to Colossians, by triumphing over them in Him, by triumphing over them in Him, talking about in Jesus, that sucker got knocked out by the best one-two punch ever known to man, and that is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's That's what Satan gets. He gets the knuckle sandwich of a lifetime. He no longer can hold these things over us. The death and resurrection of Jesus was all that was needed to disarm Him He cannot control us. Johnny 5 is alive. Better yet than that, we've been made alive in Him. Made alive. Made alive in Him. Our sin died with Jesus. And we've been made alive in His resurrection. We already partake. It's It's not just all about when we die. Okay. It's about like what God wants to do in us right now. We we already partake in the power of Christ's resurrection. Christ has put to death our sin and given us new life. And the question I have for us today is this. Have you been made alive? Have you been made alive? And if you don't know, or if you say no, I've not been made alive. Maybe in fact, maybe in fact, maybe you're sitting there and you're going, you know, Chris, I'll be honest with you. If if uh, you know, I trusted you enough to really tell you what's going on in me right now. Uh, I feel a little dead inside. Well, maybe it's not because you feel a little dead inside. Maybe it is because you are dead inside to your trespasses, and you have never received the salvation, the forgiveness, the grace, and the love of Jesus that came and God the Father sending Him to be what we couldn't be and to be the sacrifice that would allow us to be forgiven and, and to experience what it's really like to have a relationship with God, be loved by Him, and changed forever. Have you been made alive? If, you, if you're if you saying no, I'm saying today you can be. Today. Today. Today you can be made alive alive today in Jesus. Believe in Him. Believe in Jesus. Believe in what He's done. I I, I trust that God is working right now in the hearts of people that are listening to this and watching this right now. I'm praying that you would understand that God loves you and He wants to forgive you of all wrong and at the end of the day, He not only wants to make you alive, He wants to make you new. But in the whole making you knew He is making you alive. And this morning, I pray that you would understand just enough to put your faith in Christ. You don't have to understand it all. You don't have to get every little piece of it. But believe me, you're going to spend the rest of your life with God teaching you and helping you to understand more and more of who He is and what He's doing in your life. Today, I urge you, to listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. Listen to God as He's tugging at your heart today to know that He loves you, He cares for you, and today you can be made alive. I want to pray for us this morning. I want to pray that we would have a better understanding of this than maybe we ever have. I want to pray that for those of us that know Jesus, that this reminder of the gospel for us today is that we've been made alive with a purpose. We didn't get made alive to be sent off and just whatever and we just go live our lives without the Lord. We've been made alive with a purpose and not just for when we're dead, but for right now. Let's pray together. God, I I pray, Lord, today that you would help us to understand as your people that you would help us to trust in you more so than, than we ever have and ever understood before, Lord, what it means, Lord, to trust in you. Lord, to be changed by You, to be given a purpose by You. Uh, Lord, that in what You've done for us, that You did so with the purpose of not just saving us from something, not just saving us from sin, but Lord, also, Lord, this whole idea that You have done for us what we couldn't do for ourselves in, in, in not just forgiving us, but Lord, to give us life, to help us to overcome death, to overcome our trespasses. God, I pray for anyone, Lord, that is, is seeking You right now. God, I pray, Lord, that they, that they would be found by You. God, that You would speak to their hearts. You would help them to understand just enough to believe in You. God, change their life today. Lord, bring forgiveness to them today. Do the work in them today that only You can do. God, challenge us as believers today, Lord, to live lives that are worthy of Your glory, God, that that we would recognize that every moment has an opportunity to be lived with purpose for You and for Your kingdom. Lord, use us in that way. God, thank You for the opportunity that we have to worship You today, Even, even in this different scenario. God, whatever we've got to do, Lord, may we just follow You, blindly follow You, Lord, to whatever You call us to in the continuation of Of sending out your gospel. God may you be known. In the lives of others. Because they know us. Not because we're good. But because God you are good. And you can be good in us. And you can do a work in us. That we can't do. God we pray that you would use us. Lord for others to know you. Lord thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for uh, Lord today. Thank you for. For bringing us from death to life and making us alive. We love You. We ask all this in Your Son's name. Amen.